Hey friends, we're back. It's Locked on Twins. And today, Answer Dave Brown and your friend Brandon are going to talk about if we think the Twins are going to make a signing before the new year. Because let me tell you, friends, it's coming up soon. But this is Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team Every day. Hello again and welcome back to Locked on Twins. I'm your host, Brandon Warren, and you can unfollow me on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E and joined by my wonderful friend, Answer Dave Brown. Answer Dave Brown, how are we doing this eve? Hi, Brandon. Very festive. We finally got some snow-like uh, crystals in the Kansas city area, at least in the air. So it was uh, not a white Christmas, but it's now almost white uh, post Christmas. Well, we got almost two and a half inches of rain here in the twin cities. So it, um, yeah, not, not great, but we'll take it as it comes. This is uh again, as I said, locked on twins, a little late night locked on twins edition. Thanks for making locked on twins. Your first listen every day, we're free and available wherever you get your podcasts, also on YouTube, and of course, as part of the Locked On Podcast Network, which is your team every day. Again, I encourage you to give us a thumbs up in the comments. Thank you, FTL Nova Kid. And anybody else who wants to click thumbs up or wants to click subscribe, all that fun stuff, your five-star reviews help us immensely on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else. You can give reviews. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. And we'll have a little bit more about that later on in the show. Dave Brown, did you have a good holiday? I suppose we are uh, kind of getting back to people after a little bit of time off. We did have a show late last week or maybe it was uh maybe it was even saturday but uh yeah we're getting back into the swing of things time uh, is bent and uh, twisted who knows when the last show was really it's it's that time of year where uh the, the holiday comes in the holiday was good because the kids enjoyed the holiday and uh, my daughter also had a birthday today she the day after christmas so that's uh, kind of a back-to-back kind of wham kind of you thing say she can be 10 is that right 12 she's going to be 12 she was 11 and she just turned 12 today so it's amazing how fast time flies as uh, as the parents out there know i think it's uh, a little bit uh with the pandemic you know we kind of lost some time there a couple years and then it also yeah. twisted our perception of time not to get all stephen hawking but um so things have gone by faster here in these last few years than maybe they would have at another time and in our our history but it's uh it's amazing how quick they grow up so no for real uh we're coming up on four years since the world was sent into a tizzy in march of 2020 so again uh time flies even when you're not having fun but uh dave what was the most prudent gift that you got or what was what are you enjoying the most because um my wife replaced the earrings that i lost which was Certainly I was going to ask about those. Yeah, I uh, got a bread maker, so going to learn how to make some bread. We'll see how that goes. Uh, but I well, think my, my favorite I'll tell thing you was exactly. 
I yeah, uh, so I was happy. Oh, good. Yeah. Um, I like prudent gifts. You know, it's always good to get things that you would get that maybe you wouldn't buy for yourself or just things mm -hmm. that you like that, you know, everybody knows what I'm talking about. I actually asked for a beverage machine. A few years ago, I stopped drinking soda pop. I don't know if you call it pop or soda in the Twin Cities. I call it either or. Right. Uh, so uh, I just drink like um, carbonated water, like mineral water. Topo Chico is my favorite if you're out there. The the, the polar uh, stuff. I don't know if you have that brand. Yes, I like we do. That too. I, that's yeah. my favorite kind of stuff. Um, and uh, you know, now I find like, you know, I used to be, I used to kill like orange soda pop, and uh, you know, sometimes I was a Sprite man. Yep. Um, too sugary now. And this this really, you know, I, I get my sugar other ways, so I'm still addicted to that. Yeah. But uh, I don't drink I don't drink pop anymore, and it's it's helped me uh, become a, at least a little healthier. Anyway, so the practical <laughs> thing that I got I got uh, a beverage fridge. Uh, my sister in law gave me a beverage fridge so I can put I can load up on my waters and not take up all the space in the fridge with the typical stuff that you put in the fridge. You can't have both, and we don't uh, you know I don't necessarily like have I have ice so. Ice yeah. isn't necessarily a solution because it waters it down, although it is water already. So it is a little confusing. It's just a matter of personal taste, but yep. very ex extremely practical, prudent, pragmatic gift. And I appreciate it uh, dearly. Well, of course, you talk about not drinking soda. I guess I, I guess I call it soda. Um, and then I show you that I'm drinking an Olipop before the show. So really good uh, example I'm being. And anyway, um, Dave. The Twins have still not signed a major league free agent, much to the dismay of John Becker of Roster Resource, who checks <laughs> out these things. Um, so I went ahead and I broke down each year under the Falvey and Levine regime. They took over in 2016. It's a rhyme. There you go. Yeah, I didn't even poet and didn't know it. Um, and so this is oh, year yeah. eight. Still haven't made a free agent signing. And we're not quite to the latest that they've made their first big league signing. Now, I scrolled through. Baseball Reference actually has the transaction tracker. Uh, you can do MLB trade rumors. I'm not going to browbeat you over it. But um, I did pick the first signing I considered significant. Yeah. So, like, the one year they signed, um, i trying to think. Like, Danny Coulomb was a minor league signing, so I didn't really count him. Um, Jake Odorizzi signed a qualifying offer, I believe in 2019 in November. I don't really count that, but I did write it down. It's their um, own guy, you know, it's not the yeah, same Yeah, so to me, in the one year Coulomb had been a free agent and came back, you know, he had dealt with some stuff and signed a minor league deal. So, uh, we're going to go down that list, but what we'll do is let's talk about one thing first. We'll go to break and then come back. Um, is your personal inclination right now that the twins are behind a bit because of having not signed anybody. Because as I recall in 2020, I think it was new year's Eve. The twins announced signing rich Hill and uh, Homer Bailey, like one after the other, same that. date, the 31st of December. Yeah. Um, so we're not quite to that point yet, but they had already signed someone uh, before that. So that's, they're, they're not the answer to 2020. 
long way of saying, are you kind of feeling like, yeah, they really should do something here pretty soon? I do feel the angst of the uh, of average Joe and Jolene twins fan of wanting them to 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 do something to get things going. But remember earlier in our conversation about how time is twisted and so forth. It's yep. a little twisted at this time of year because of when the holidays holidays are. And yep. if you look at how uh, transactions were coming into the winter meetings. People were doing things and it looked like, well, we're going to get like a, a steady flow here. Right. And then the winter meetings came and just kind of gummed up the works. And when then you had a so you had a gummed up winter meetings where there weren't a lot of transactions. And then, yeah, you have, the yes, the holidays here. And uh, I don't know, Christmas being on a Monday with Christmas Eve being on a Sunday. I mean, I'm half kidding here when I say no, this. But, no, I get it. Uh, it's uh, I, I, long story short. There's no need to worry about it. There isn't a huge amount of activity going on. It's not like um, everybody's doing something except the twins. So right. I think you know there's a little bit of that going. It's it's a strange time of year. But then you noted the Rich Hill transactions on Christmas Eve. In these next couple of days, I would not be surprised if we see something to uh, remove that blockage, if you will, and uh, get something going for the twins. I think it's it's going to happen any second. Well, and I think the Twins did not make a move today out of respect for the quick lane bowl. Gophers winning 30-24 to 24 so that they didn't finish 5-8. and eight. Imagine going to a bowl game losing and being 5-8. and eight. How did they go um, to a bowl game when they were – when they had a losing record? Is that what you're telling me? They were, they were short a team or two. It was like 68 bowl spots and 66 oh. teams won six games or more. So the Vi Vikings, the Gophers won based on strength of schedule or some dumb thing. But I, um, but I digress frequently. Um, let's talk about our friends at FanDuel when we come back here. And then uh, I'm going to break down with Dave Brown. Who there's another rhyme. Uh, the first signings for each Twins offseason under Fabian Levine and see if we really – think the twins are behind the eight ball but first like i said a word from fanduel so our friends at fanduel are letting you know that as the winter gets colder the nfl offers stay hot on fanduel you're coming down the pipe here uh, i think fantasy championships for a lot of leagues in season long are next weekend but right now new customers on fanduel can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Or like I said, my uh, mitigate your misery by betting against your team because you're guaranteed to win. Play both sides. I have no problem with it. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, though, there's no better time than the present to get in on the action. The app is super easy to use with a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, overs and unders, and much, much more. And again... Right now, 150 bucks in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. All right, Dave, we're back. We're into the bullpen here. A couple segments to go on this edition of Locked On Twins. And so we went back. The, the Twins hired. Derek Falvey and Thad Levine in the fall of 2016. They fired Terry Ryan after the, I think it was called a total system failure was the 
phrase that was dubbed for it. Uh, Rob Anthony, who we recently talked about as leaving the Twins, took over as the interim GM. Um, and you know what? I misspoke. Rob Anthony traded for Eduardo Nunez when Rob was the interim, when Terry Ryan was diagnosed with cancer. And then Rob traded him to the Giants when he was the interim after uh, Terry was fired. And that's where the story had come full circle. I was trying to remember why Eduardo Nunez was so thankful when uh, Rob Anthony traded him and traded for him. So I, I had to remember the, the order of operations. But um, the first offseason, they signed Jason Castro on November 30th. In 2017, they signed Michael Pineda, granted an injured, a damaged Michael Pineda. They did the two-year deal where the first year's a rehab, second year's kind of, that's your guy. Um, they did it that year. I think Drew Smiley did it with the Cubs, too. Uh, that was December 13th. 2018, the Twins signed Jonathan Scope on December 6th. 2019, as we noted, uh, Jake Odorizzi on November 14th doesn't really count for our purposes here. But Alex Avila and Michael Pineda both signed on December 10th. So first four years, we're, we're two-plus weeks beyond that pace. Um, in 2020, the first signing I found was Hansel Robles on December 29th. Now, depending on when you're listening to this, this will be two or three days from now. Um, and then. Jay Happ and Andrelton Simmons. Uh, Jay Happ was January 22nd, Andrelton Simmons, January 31st. And um, Dylan Bundy in 2021. Now, when I say 2020, it's the end of 2020 going into 2021, just so that there's no confusion. Um, so, yeah, Dylan Bundy at the end of 2021 on December 1st. And then last year it was December 16th when they signed Christian Vasquez. Uh, about four days later was Joey Votto. So they have uh, they have a pattern of excessively slow moving off seasons. And if you look at each of those moves individually, I would say they probably are similar amounts of needle movers outside of maybe Robles and or Bundy, although the expectations for Bundy were probably a little higher. So I think more along the lines of they're not afraid to make a move early, but their big moves usually come late. Your Carlos Correa's, your even your Logan Morrison's, your Marwin Gonzalez's, your Lance Lynn's. Morrison. Yeah, right. Um, for whatever reason, he and I got along really well. Um, that probably says not that much about me, though. Uh, so when you assess, though, all those signings and dates, it's hard not to feel like, all right, guys, you, it's about time to do something, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I, I sympathize with the fans who kind of want things to get going. And it just, it does seem like we're, we're getting on with, uh, we're getting toward the season here a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, and we want to have the twins do something. But at the same, you know, at the, at the same instance, it's, uh, it, it's still, Early, it's a. It's early in the grand scheme of things. B, yep. it's uh, there's still a lot of players on the board. You know, we right. there, there there have been a couple of moves that other teams have made as far as bigger names uh, that I thought, well, that person might maybe would have been interesting to the Twins, but 
as far as depth and guys down the rung a little bit, it's not like we're running out of spots. It's not like the music's about yeah. to stop and, you know, we're playing uh, musical chairs. So um, I, right. I think just we're going to mentally uh, stay the course here and uh, expect the twins to uh, make a couple of moves here before, uh, you know, the, the, the turn of the year. And then things will yeah. really hit, pick up after the first. Well, and this isn't quite the off season where, you know, Bryce Harper needed time to sign. And I think Manny Machado had a year where he took a while to sign. And so, I mean, we're, we're not quite to that point. And I, I guess maybe what's tricky is that there weren't many players of that caliber available. So it was yeah. more along the lines of waiting for Yamamoto and Otani, both of whom have somehow landed in the same place. Uh, but I, I like your point. Like, it's almost like they're running out of runway, but they're not running out of airplanes. <laughs> yeah, they have enough airplanes, and they're but they're running out of runway. You know, like there's still plenty of airplanes. You can pick one, right? But it's just a matter of uh, can you land this thing? Uh, very, very. Yeah, good. Will there be space? No, I think. Uh, yeah, you just. Um, I understand what you're trying to say, and yeah. I think that there's there's plenty of fodder out there for moves like uh has is the kiermeyer thing has that happened is that yeah so what that's what i wanted to bring up kevin kiermeyer to the blue yeah. jays for 10 and a half million uh there was some chatter about if he was a fit for the twins um at 10 and a half million i'm not really sure but in a fit for what the twins are trying to do but it sounds like i think they're going to put a lot of eggs in the byron buxton is healthy enough to play center field most of the time basket. Now, if you could acquire a player like Kevin Kiermeyer to mix and match, that would be nice. But you'd probably want someone more along the lines of like a, an ARB1 guy, ARB2 guy, who another team maybe just doesn't have a use for. And you can have them at a reasonable price for the next year or two, depending on what you need, as opposed to Kevin Kiermeyer can sign wherever he wants. Um, he's probably going to want a starting job or something close to it. You right. probably can't promise that. So it was probably not the best fit, but there's no denying that Kevin Kiermeyer would have made a ton of sense for this team. Not the best fit if, like you, and you, you put your finger on it, I think, if they are optimistic about Buxton. And they seem to play. be. Yeah. So I think that's, you know, the, the uh, there was, there were a couple of reports that were positive about Buxton. Mm -hmm. It was sort of vague, but it's like, maybe the twins can consider this guy, uh, you know, good to go, or, you know, he feels as good as he has in a couple of years or something of those, something of that nature, not anything like too specific or, or too direct, but uh, some good uh, early signs that Buxton, at least yep. they, at this point is going to be able to play center field. And that's good news for the twins. And, you know, a, a, a person like Kiermaier wouldn't make as much sense if Buxton's going to play, they have guys, Willie Castro and whoever else you want to put out there who could, uh, yeah, who can, who can back up. And, uh, and Michael Taylor is still out there and uh, you know, if they want to bring him back as insurance as well. So um, yeah. I think that's the takeaway there. And that is positive news. I mean, that's, yeah. it's really positive news if Buxton can play center field. Well, I don't want to circle back to that point you were kind of hitting at Michael A. Taylor was discussed by the blue jays at least that's how it was reported uh i'd be curious if that means he he could find himself back in minnesota uh 
Kiermaier, if Kiermaier didn't get a multi-year deal, and again, maybe he didn't feel like he needed to hold out for one, or maybe he knew based on how this offseason is going that if he held out for that, he might be stuck holding the bag in right. February when everyone's going to spring training. With that said, what do you think a number for Michael A. Taylor would be on a one-year deal? I mean, he had a nice year. Uh, he does not do some things you want a hitter to do, but he also popped 20 homers. Do you think he's in that seven and a half, eight million dollar mix, or is he going to push to get what Kiermaier got just based on uh, his relative similarity? Well, Kiermaier's got more of a, he's a little older, but he's got more of a history of producing a little bit more offensively, not super yep. amount, but yep. so it's, it's hard to say. And here's kind of how I want to answer that question. It's an interesting question. When I see something like Kiermaier, in this uh, get a one-year contract, it makes me, it makes the cynical person in me think that, you know, the non Otani Yamamoto class of free agents in this, uh, in this group are mm -hmm. getting a, a vibe of, uh, you know, we don't have enough money. You know, I, I would have expected a, a, a two or three year deal, at least a two year deal, if yeah. not a three year deal, uh, multiple dozens of millions of dollars for, for Kiermaier, uh, you know, coming off the, the decent year that he had and, and given the environment of so many teams, at least it seems like needing outfielders, uh, but he, he can't get a multi-year deal. It's, it's suspicious to me. And it yeah. makes me think that uh, there's something going on with the teams that is, uh, you know, along the lines of let's say salary suppression. And um, so the, like, the you know, middle-class gets kind of screwed if we're honest. Yeah. Like if you want to look at dollars per war, which is, it's not perfect, but it's at least a guideline. Um, the middle-class gets screwed. Like if you're a 2.0 win player or like a 1.8 to 2.2, like a really nice player, nobody's giving that guy $14 million a year. Right. It so, just is what it is. Uh, yeah. And if teams are, you know, being hardliners about that, then, you know, you, you we go back to the earlier questions that we asked in the show. Why are things kind of slow? That That's a reason right there that, um, you know, the activity on the the, the 2.0 players, as you call them, the, the, yep. the middle ground war guys is uh, is not popping. So um, that's why all this other stuff has been kind of slow to a halt uh, or at least a big reason why. That's where teams can be opportunistic, though, because if you're a team like the Twins and needs to fill in a gap or a blank, I mean, right. and you go grab a Donovan Solano for three, four, five million dollars, like that's an invaluable resource for you. It's like trading for Brandon Drury. It's like finding yourself uh, getting Gio Urshela or Eduardo Escobar back. Those guys aren't going to turn the Royals around, but they're those nice key cogs for a pretty good team who might get hurt might need some help, you know, like I've beat the drum for Solano was third in the team and in, in plate appearances. Um, right. So th th it is nice to have those spot fillers. There is one free agent who signed that I really wondered about them as a fit for the twins probably was never a very strong fit, but Mitch Garver got two years and 24 million with the Mariners. Um, again, not a perfect fit with Minnesota, but in theory, Mike Napoli 2.0 for me uh, would have made some sense. Good for him for getting a multi-year deal. He's, if you're listening to this, he's probably older than you think. Go check out his age. Um, but good for him for getting that. I cannot say that I'm surprised the Twins didn't go that route. 
Yeah, and thinking about like what uh, you know, he he would have been useful to them as a as a right-handed bat. Yep. Um, it uh, you you know you want Ryan Jeffers to catch most of the time. I'm pretty sure that they'll want Cal Raleigh to continue to catch most of the time. Yeah, uh, the, the Mariners are also in a position where they have been um, not spending any money, and they needed to spend something on. You know, they've been getting dinged for in the in the press and by the by uh, the fans for kind of being cheapskates. So uh, yep. you know, coming off the the success that they had a couple years ago. So um, you know that's uh, I, I and I thought well that you know Mitch Garver for you know he he had a heck of a season he did. last season uh, at, at at the at the plate and it's uh, that's kind of you know we talked about uh, Kiermaier's contract being an indicator of things you know that's another indicator that people aren't necessarily uh, spending on those mid level players because you would have thought that somebody could have used a bat like Garver's. You know, especially if you're you're putting him in a, a situation where it's not, uh, he's not going to be a catcher and he's not going to be dinged up. You know, if, as a DH goes, like the That's Cubs, awesome. that would have made perfect sense for them. They need uh, yeah. a bat like that in the middle of the lineup. Just pick, thinking of a team off the top of my head. So um, it, it cuts both ways, though the availability versus in it. You know, yeah. if you're available and you're a DH or you're available half the time as a catcher, like those might have the same value to a lot of teams. That's true. Um, and he only played what 80 games last year. So I, I still think the bat plays. And if you put him in a spot where he can play 115, 120 games, you will be glad that you did, even if it's as a DH. Yeah. So definitely a really, uh, a big bat and a good player and, uh, is going to be used. I mean, I, I don't know where the, the Mariners are going right now as a team, but, right. uh, it's a, it's a, it's a good, Good signing on that part. There was another part of the Garber equation. I can't remember the uh, what I was going to bring up, but maybe if we just start talking, it'll yeah. jar loose in my head. So. Well, we talked about Nico Goodrum hitting lefties. Garber would have been able to do that for whoever he signs yeah. with. Um, uh, someone who will catch a lot, Martin Maldonado landing with the White Sox. Um, we saw this with the Twins uh, back in the first year of Alvin Levine, but they signed... Jason Castro. They went the defensive route. The Twins obviously picking someone a little more offensive-minded back then. But I don't think it's a bad move to get a foundational defensive catcher. You're going to have a lot of pitchers coming through that you want to have a good receiver for. Uh, he kind of reminds me of like late career Jose Molina. And um, it's an interesting signing for a team like the White Sox. I would guess it's a one-year deal, maybe six, seven, eight million dollars. I don't know if you differ there. Um but I'm not worried about it that much. You know, in real life, it it would make sense. You, if you, especially if you have a younger catcher you want to learn from. Um, but it doesn't move the needle that much for me one way or the other. No. And uh, obviously the White Sox have a little bit of a different approach this year with Chris, Chris Getz as the GM instead yep. of Rick Hahn and, and Kenny Williams. And yep. Maldonado played with, uh, with Getz or played for the Royals. I don't remember if Getz was on the roster at the time, but so probably they have a, one way or the other, right? But they have a familiarity, and uh, so it makes sense from that standpoint. And you're right about Maldonado being able to do the things that he does on defense, and that certainly is helpful to the White Sox. They, uh, uh, I mean, there isn't anything that the White Sox don't need. I mean, they need a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and then like more of the same. Mm -hmm. So it makes it makes sense from that point. It doesn't, uh, you know move them any closer to contention, but um, 
he'll teach uh, the young pitchers a thing or two. And maybe uh, they have a kid, uh, Corey Lee, who they got in a trade from the Astros last year, mm-hmm. who definitely could use some pointers on defense. So they got a, it's got a Carol. good arm, but other than that, kind of whatever. They, in uh, in the uh, trade for Giolito, too, I think they got uh, uh, Cuero, Edgar Cuero, Carroll. Yeah, right. So they have, they have some young catchers who could use the the help. I don't know how, you know, I'm not sure if he's going to be, I would imagine that he'll be invited to spring training. He'll certainly be around. So you're right. That's a decent, I mean, he's a, he's more of an up and comer than yeah. the guy they have now. So uh, any, any pointers, Maldonado, you know, it might pay off in a couple of years when you have players like that, that know what they're doing on defense. So that's, yeah. that's, that's more, there's more than one reason why you sign a guy. So that's good. Good for him. Good for the White Sox, but not a threat to the twins at the moment. Right. Uh, we'll end with this, and it's uh, it's a good sayonara note because it's a pretty good indicator. Um, Wander Franco raided. Uh, they don't find him, so um, you can read up on it if you want. I'm not going to go into great detail because it's not Twins-related, but I think you and I can both agree he's played his last Major League inning, don't you think? Well, I had heard some stories about uh, what, what maybe the police were going to do. Yeah. Um, before this happened. And I thought, well, maybe it was like, there was a possibility, well, maybe, you know, he'll cut a deal or whatever, or um, maybe, maybe we'll see him again, but no, it's uh, you know, when you're, when the authorities are looking for you in the Dominican Republic and uh, you know, they're they're raiding two of your houses and they're uh, you know, that's, that's a situation where uh, the, the, any road back to the major leagues is way too long to even think about. So, Mm Uh, Wander Franco, it's a just kind of a a terrible story about how you know somebody with uh, the whole world at his feet, uh, you know, appears to be uh, you know ruining it in real time for for himself, and um, you know who knows uh, what his alleged victims have gone through. It's a terrible, it's a terrible thing to consider. Yeah, we don't want to diminish anything that they've gone through, and hopefully, with everything that comes to light, it will be punished as as necessary but um before we go locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel on youtube so make sure you check that out locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 7 easy for me to say covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of locked on plus our national shows covering every league get uh, go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel now with that said answer dave brown um this was fun. Thanks for uh, thanks for carving out some time. I know it was a big day for you. Uh, obviously, around the holidays too is is tough. So um, let's plan to do this again soon. Maybe even uh, tomorrow. How's that sound? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks. Maybe Brad. the twins will give us something to discuss. But it's a bone. Yeah. Right. Until then, uh, thanks for say say hanging out. Man, I'm a mess. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. You've been listening to Locked On Twins, and we'll see you tomorrow night.